my dad basically essentially derailed my whole life, which I adore him for. But I I got into the one of the I got an interview basically with like the top engineering school right in Lincolnshire, and yeah. I was going to get that. And just by coincidence, my dad said give me 20 minutes to get to this interview and we was late and I missed the interview didn't get the job all this and more coming up roll the intros welcome welcome sit back and relax you're listening to Grafted in this podcast we talk to young professionals who are just starting out in their chosen careers and find out how much graft it will take to get to the top by the way graft just means proper bloody hard work. I said graft instead of grafting. Can we do it again? Hello everyone and welcome back to Grafting. Today we're going to be taking a look at the fashion industry, looking at the streetwear side of the, the fashion world. Uh, as always, joined by uh, my co-host uh, Alex. All right, lads. And uh, Ross as well. All right, how you doing? So today our guest is the owner of an up-and-coming fashion brand called Neroda, which is a streetwear brand. Uh, and he's also a student at Manchester Metropolitan University. Uh, we've got uh, James Robinson here with us today. James, you all right, Bob? Yeah, you all right, guys? Lovely. So uh, we're just going to get straight in with questions, I think. So um, with every guest that we have on, the first question that we always ask is, um, what was the what was the dream job when you were 10 years old? Dream job when I was 10 years old? Um, mate, I don't know. Um, wasn't fashion. It wasn't that. I knew, right. it, would be some, I knew it would be something graphics and art-wise. It probably probably where I was from. Have you ever heard of Grimsby? I don't yeah, know if like, that. yeah, yeah. It's, it's from there. It's proper like I don't know. It's heavily just like engineering. So yeah. I was shut through like engineering schools and like mm-hmm. did courses like that. And then, um, but that that like I don't know. From from that stemmed the idea of being like a sort of like perfectionist on like doing like and creating things. And then when I learned how to do like media, mixed media. I started applying it to that. So that's how that sort of all stemmed through. But yeah, oh, okay. an engineer, probably. So you were like a quite a creative kid. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. So I think from there then, I think it might be just like a good idea just for you to like maybe give us a quick rundown of, um, you know, like you, like give us like the condensed sort of biography of yourself. Um. Minimal, minimalist perfectionist that likes I don't, I, that's my like preferred style but um my like take on fashion at the minute is there's so many people doing it that i don't know you've got to be quite diverse in the sense that you've got to switch up and have like an array of style <laughs> so that that's my that's me in like a sort of like nutshell for the brand that i'm doing at the minute but i want to do like a mix like for a full-on range like even going into like sportswear to do a separate brand but yeah yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah for sure so um us three we aren't we haven't got a clue 
about about fashion or anything like that. I mean, you can come have a look at them. And that's giving us too much credit. Joe's actually giving us too much credit by saying (laughs) that, to be fair. Yeah, we're all just like running shoes and like track bottoms, like not very fashionable. So maybe you can just give us a basic rundown of what it takes to set up a brand and run a brand and sort of getting it from the, yeah. the base and building it up? Um, it's a hard question to start. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just chucks you in at the deep end with that one. <laughs> it's what we're here for, though. It's what we're here for. Uh, basically, to start, that, this would be such a long answer. Um, best advice is don't buy a T-shirt or a hoodie and start printing on it. Okay. That, that's, that's that's overdone. It's oversaturated. Mm-hmm. That is the worst thing you could possibly do at the minute. You've got a if, you, if you're really genuine about doing it, you've got to find in this like day and age. There's there's a video on YouTube. It's um it's the director of Brain Dead and Virgil Abloh, and what they do is they mentor upcoming streetwear brands. If anyone searches like that on YouTube, watch them definitely. And they give you like insights of what you need and to do to survive in the 21st like century industry. But um, it's essentially saying that you can't create a brand just by creating a logo and putting on a jumper. That's not going to work anymore. Yeah, you've got, yeah. To, you've got to go get a fashion designer, and you've got to come up with concepts. And every concept will need a sort of an arrayed fashion promotion story, and customers aren't buying the products because of a like if, if if you bought if you made a logo on indesign and let's say it's called relentless and you put it on a t-shirt why would anyone want to buy that like you need yeah. you need a story and a fashion promotion so I, I would actually say don't even worry about the garments as of yet worry about your online story that's that's what i'm going to be working on so I suppose then, how would you describe the online story of the brand that you've got now? Um, weak, very weak for me. <laughs> I, it was, mine just got set up because I, I wanted to come to MMU. I, I last minute decided I wanted to do fashion and I made all of that in my room over like six weeks. And I've never, right. really, I've never really uploaded, but this is where... It gets hard as like, Virgil says it in this video, but you've got to, you can't stem out with too many storylines. Otherwise, there's nothing that I like a segmentation of consumers can like adhere to. So mm-hmm. you need you'd need a um, explain it. You need one story, but then the, the issue is is I lock myself in this certain style, and I've come to uni, and uni's quite grungy, drug culture, youth, and I'm not really about that. So I'm struggling to like manifest stuff along them lines, if that makes right. sense. So, so it's I, like, so it's kind of like you have to pick a lane. Yeah, you've got to pick a lane. You've got to pick a lane and run with it. That's why I'm saying I'm going to definitely start branching off and doing separate brands. Mm. This this one that I'm running at the minute, um, the, the plan is is wait for summer because a lot, lot of my styles like hikey shots, minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wait been waiting for summer for one which is finally coming and then um i don't know just start start producing the same sort of content but i need to start coming up with storylines and ideas and concepts that aren't gonna 
run just through one post. People people post too much like throwaway silly content where they'll put one post on Instagram and think it looks cool, but you've just wasted it because it's got no meaning, no story, and no depth. It just looks cool. You need to like string everything together so it like gives the audience, like, uh, I don't know, a bit of something to follow along and create hype. Yeah, like some substance. Like it's not just yeah. like yeah. throwing like other posts. Yeah. I follow if I ever see a like upcoming street brand, I'll always follow it. And the main thing is people just chuck away like there's no that you can tell there's no concept, there's no bigger idea, there's no bigger story, there's no they're not aiming for anything. It's just I I've done it as well because I because I have no garments at the minute because the idea was come to uni, meet fashion designers, great clothes, and I was going to hammer it from the get go. But the um, obviously COVID, so that's mm. ruined my whole version there. <laughs> well, I think my next question came from similar to something that you just said. Kind of when I followed your brand on Instagram, yep. my follow requests was just other brands, like other people's brands and things like that, because obviously they see that somebody's followed. Like oh, a, a this is what you followed and then they went on my following. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I think the question is like, it's, it is like saturated. Like there is a lot of people trying to aim for the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I know you've said about that, that sort of that story behind the brand is the way to kind of, you know, be successful in this, in this, um, in this time. But is there anything else that you think is just just as important? Um, you as a character behind, I I think it was at like sixteen. I said to myself, "Off white Virgil Abloh." It's like you don't have off white without Virgil, and then hmm. you can't create a streetwear brand if you've got like a weak Instagram yourself and weak weak socials. Um, you don't network, you don't talk to people. So as soon as I got to uni, like, you, I don't know, you've got to sort of bite the bullet and just accept that people are going to sort of like look at you and say that's a bit like, I don't know, like just like people people are going to take the mick out of you, essentially. You've got to, you've got to hammer socials, TikTok, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I didn't want to, but you've got, you've got to do it. And you've got to, any means necessary. If you're, you're, Everyone's at a position now where if you're not going to, basically full on go for it and attack every single social media platform and create a story for your own socials. Hmm. People aren't going to like get involved with you. Like I, I, half the people I've networked and met, like I've met quite a few like big people on TikTok who I could probably get wearing stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's because of my Instagram and socials and chatting constantly and not, not just talking to people because you want a goal of, Oh, hi, can you wear my hoodie? Actually chatting. And yeah. In. and then then you'll make friends so that's mm-hmm. that's the next like step definitely you said that from 16 you had sort of a an idea of how you were gonna like go at this and sort of give it your all mm-hmm. i think i'm interested to know how i guess the expectations of how setting up a brand and going to uni has met the reality of it the idea of making a brand, I it's thing is I set my expectations low. I, I don't know how to explain. It. I, I I have an end goal, of course, 
but yeah. I do everything in steps and I break it down into like little like micro steps. Mm-hmm. So because otherwise you can be like disappointed when you're like, oh, I've been doing this for two years and I'm not massive. Like, I don't have a great brand that everyone wants to wear. If, if, if I said by the end of the year, I want to, I don't know, have this amount of people on TikTok and Instagram wearing these hoodies and achieve this sale. So that that's I'm sort of like breaking it down into points at the minute. But even still, I've had to just throw it all out the window because of COVID. I can't, <laughs> if, if I wanted to, I could go order a Fruit of the Loom or a Gildan t-shirt and start printing and get them sent. No one would want it. Like, no one will. Like, I need to create garments that are going to be like, I don't know, bought, bought because of a reason, not just because... The, the, the T-shirts that you see on, like, do you know, like, Huff? Like the brand yeah. And stuff like that, like, H-U-F, printed on a T-shirt, like, just a plain logo. I buy that now because the connotations to the brand, but, like, no one's going to buy that, like, if you just create a name. So mm-hmm. it's just, like, breaking it down. But as for the expectations of what I thought it would be, yes, it's as hard as I knew it was going to be. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pe- people get too caught up in the idea of, I don't know, if you think of every possible outcome, including the worst, then you can't really be like took off guard. Yeah. So just like approach stuff like that. That's hard, isn't it? So, yeah, it's exactly it's, it's as hard as I thought it would be. <laughs> it was hard. Uh, <laughs> Do you think... Because I know you'd you'd mentioned to me like when we were talking, sort of like when I got in touch with you, mm-hmm. that you were having sort of a break from social media, yeah. and you weren't trying to use it as much. Yeah. Do you think that one of the big problems with having to network and put yourself out there and be constantly trying to make these connections is that you yeah. just get yeah. burnt out from social media? Yeah. Do you think yeah. it's like affected you personally having to try so hard to? It, it did at one point. It was. It was I'm very, I'm quite self-aware. It's staying self-aware and knowing when you're getting caught up in it. But I like. I spoke to. I spoke to a friend at uni, and mm-hmm. I did it with them. And it's basically the, the best thing to do is once you start like getting into. I have a, I have a friend called uh, Katie. She's on TikTok. She's got about seventy k, mm-hmm. and she's got the same issue, which is in the end, once you reach a certain point, you've just got to turn all your notifications off. I'm not as big as her. Like it's not that bad for me, but like she's got it worse. Yeah. And it's you've got to turn all your notifications off and basically say to yourself, Instagram is now um, work. Like TikTok is now work, and I'll go on there to post, and then I will remove myself and come off. So like I, it's very rare that I actually scroll like actively. No, not actively. It's like subconsciously. You know, when you like click on the app, people find themselves going on the app and like scrolling mindlessly. Yeah, I, I pulled I, I pulled away from that. I don't I don't. Um, the, the only reason I go on Instagram is to post and to increase followers and like network. And as soon as I've done that, I come straight off now. So that that's that's all I've done. I'll just give my number out if anyone needs to message me personally. Yeah, that's yeah. helped. That's helped loads because I was I was getting like swamped every day. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so what kind of I suppose then what what kind of things would you do now to sort of disconnect? Like how do you come back to it fresh 
and like I guess revitalized. Um, I don't even know. I just it's just like little mini breaks where I just come away and then I'll post. It's just um, things that you you still got. You've always got to be. This this is why it's just like it's an endless like vision. I have a friend who lives in like my block. Mm-hmm. He more knowledgeable, more with it, more wise. He's been in it longer, like the fashion game, than me. And he's just sort of like, not had a paddy, but he's just said, right, that's it, I'm out. Like, he's just left. He, he had loads of stuff from like Balenciaga. He's working with loads of streetwear pages. And he just pulled out because he just said it's the most vicious gatekeeping like thing he's ever been a part of. And he just he can't be bothered with this like clout chasing. <laughs> but he, he's more knowledge, he's more knowledgeable than me. So like that that's that's and I know a few people who are like that. Now I don't know. It's you if you really want to do it, unfortunately you've just got to accept that you just like you've just got to be caught up in like the vicious cycle because you've got to keep looking at other people's posts and try, a try not to copy and don't let it like be daunting. You've just got to like but you have to keep looking because if you're not involved and you don't know what's relevant and you don't know what's gonna work. Yeah. Um, that that's why it's a trap, but it's a trap in like all forms for everything. That's the, the set up that way, really. So can't escape it. <laughs> it sounds. Yeah. It's, it sounds. Do you enjoy it? I enjoy it. I I enjoy creating the stuff. What I enjoy is, is at the end of the day when I've uploaded it and I see it all come together. That's what I enjoy. I don't yeah. enjoy all this like squiffy stuff around it that's just irrelevant. It's just it's just like that that's the bit I don't like agree with. There's there's many thoughts, I don't, I don't know. But as I the I enjoy the creating. That's why like my friend Jack, he he wants to get involved. But he said if he gets involved, he's gonna um he don't want to be tagged in anything, he don't want to be linked to anything. But he'll he'll help do everything. Like he he's better than me with it. But he don't want to get involved because the moment you start getting involved, it's like you just I don't know. You just get trashed by everyone online. That's that's the bit I don't like. That's the bit like my friend Kate doesn't like. Got another friend named Maddie. Who, she's on she's on like seventy k on TikTok. I've got eleven uh, k, and it's just like you upload one wrong thing, and you're over. Yeah. You're under a microscope, so you've got you've got That's to be quite stressful. Oh yeah, it's like you you've got to be the most politically correct, self righteous, like <laughs> keyboard walker, like yeah. everything. You've got to hit every single politically correct thing and make sure that you are like the god standard of what is correct in this twenty first century of life, and make sure you associate with every single culture and sort of. Like gender roles, like everything like that. If you don't, if you don't hit it, you'll get gatekeeped. I I did a post and said, um, I did a post on TikTok and said, let's confuse the women. I nearly got cancelled for that because they said women is degraded. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> That's mad because no, it might have been females actually. I can't remember which one it was because <laughs> I've never I've never thought about that. I've just grown up where I know I respect women. I know that I like yeah mom love everyone that and i've never been taught about it and i it was females and i used females and i got attacked basically saying that you're basically referring to women as dogs and for their sexual role and that you're degrading and i nearly got shut down for that 
That, that's, what, that's what I mean when it's stressful. Yeah. Yeah. That seems kind of mad because it's yeah. like social media seems like your biggest tool for reaching out to other people and expanding. And yeah, it also seems like it's taking the biggest toll on you like mentally. And that's, yeah. that's, the, same, that's the same like Kate though. She, she's literally like, I, I think she's, she's gone home now. She's left Manchester. She's taking a break because she, another example, uh, do you know the evil eyes? Like the, um, like the cultural, like Spanish evil eyes, like the blues. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, she got sent a, a ring. She gets sent products all the time. She got sent a ring by a girl who was like, I've spent ages making this. Could you please promote it? I'll send you it for free. Kate is like, of course. Kate, Katie uploads a video in this evil eye ring and the next day wakes up to hundreds of messages basically saying she's culturally appropriated Spain and that she's toxic and she needs to delete all content. She's, she's like, counsellor, you're toxic, you've stolen a culture from a brand, you can't do this, you're, you're white. Just stuff like this. Just, and the, just Comments that don't even make sense to it and... But you can't argue because if you argue, you're just going to get involved deeper. So you've just got to then sort of like block it out. That, that's what I mean. It's, it is hard. It's yeah, hard. sounds hard. it. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even think to like associate stuff like that with that up and coming like people. Because you see that stuff on like Twitter with like big celebrities, don't you? Like if they say one wrong thing, you've got millions of people after them trying to just end their career. It just seems so impossible to be able to cover all the bases as well, to no, tick every single box on every single post. I can't believe it. We speak about it like every day, like me and my mates. Like, it's like one, one thing that like is actually quite heavy. And we always say about how like, I don't know, just, it's like, I was explaining it. The the aim that obviously the aim if you're doing this something like this you want to create a brand. The aim is you want to be famous. Like you've got you've got to be a self loving bit of an asshole really, and just admit that you want to be looked at by people. You want to be yeah. you, your content to be out there, but at the same time, it's got to a point where I had a bit of like an epiphany, and I was just like, you have also got to be like the characters who you see online. These big people that they won't be at all how they present themselves online. That's all a facade because I assume they've learned as I've learned 10K, if you think about someone who's got millions of followers, you can't you can't voice an opinion. You can't be political. You have to be like a mindless numb robot and keep everything to yourself. That's that's the challenging part. So like get ready for that. Right. So I think I think then now that you've said all that, I think it's uh I think I'm interested to know just sort of what's next. Like it sounds, it sounds obviously when we spoke about it, that it takes a toll. Like it's, it's a difficult thing to have to keep doing the social media and the promotion and things like that and keeping up with trends. Like, do you see, like, how do you see this playing out for you? Do you see yourself sort of being successful or maybe sort of burning out from it? Um, I don't even know. I doubt myself at times, sometimes. Mm. But uh, I don't know, you've got to be sort of like a stubborn, probably a bit of a stubborn personality and just get, like, keep persisting. Just one, one thing that helps is, is don't just be about like the brand, like go do other stuff. Like, I go to the gym like every day. Like, I'm as big on like fitness as I am on streetwear. I probably know more about like the gym than I do fashion at the minute. 
and like I don't know, just don't associate with that. Don't let it consume you. Don't let it be your whole life. And I think you can sort of manage it. And then when you need a break, just be. It's all about being self-aware in this like day and age, and just knowing when you're gonna like when you're at breaking point, and then not like popping online and like being malicious and fighting back. Just you. I'm aware that if you speak to me in person, I'm like, I'm gonna like be respectful to everyone. I'm nice. I'm not. I'm like. I'm not pretentious. People on that are going to take that online because they don't know a full in-depth version of you. So you've just got to be like self-aware of like what's going on and just sort of get over it. Yeah. I was just going to ask. So you mentioned that it was kind of like a split decision to, um, or sorry, not like a last second decision to kind of go into fashion. What, what yeah. was the motive behind that? Like, was it kind of, you wanted to chase success or do you just have a passion for it? Oh, no. Mate, my I was my dad basically essentially derailed my whole life, which I adore him for. But I I got into the one of the I got an interview basically with the, like the top engineering school right in Lincolnshire, and yeah. I was going to get that. And just by coincidence, my dad said there'd be twenty minutes to get to this interview, and we was late, and I missed the interview, didn't get the job, and it was just because I didn't get into that that I then last minute was like well my favorite of a i did i did media as well and every time i did media i did fashion within media in uh, year 11 and um i basically that didn't work and i just looked at my gcse's and i had a a star it and media and i just said well that's the next best thing so i just went i went to the local college and did that and signed up for film and media and then it was like that it just then I was just obsessed, but there wasn't like a decision where I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go into it." That was by chance, but I think mm-hmm. it was meant because I definitely know I'd rather do this than that. So, I yeah, it sounds that. sounds like a bit of a blessing in disguise, really. No, no, yeah. no. I that that it was that as cringy as it is, but I was like, I think everything potentially does happen for a reason. As cringy as it is, because if I didn't, if my dad didn't make me late to that interview, I wouldn't have gone to college. And I wouldn't have met the people that I did. And then that's, and it's only college that made me like even start dressing differently and like researching different brands and cultures and like styles. I wouldn't be, I would not at all. I'd be, I'd probably be like, I don't know. I'd probably, what do my friends do at home? They drive Mercedes and wear Alexander McQueen's and like just your basic like, like <laughs> nine, 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 five, nine, five lads. Like, go yeah. Out on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, that's not for everyone, is it? Yeah. No. Nah. Alexander McQueen's not all. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> not me, not, it, it could have been me. This is what I say. Everything happens for a reason. That, if I stayed at home, that would have been me. But that that's what led me down that course. So everything happens for a reason, I guess. So I appreciate yeah. it. Though. Yeah, for sure. Are we ready for the random question? Yeah, let's, let's go. Just disregard the rest of the interview. This is the only question that matters. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. Oh, here we go. What's an unpopular opinion that you have? Think about cancel culture. Obviously. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> right, this is... Uh... I'll say, this is what I put on my TikTok. This was two weeks ago, and I got cancelled for that. I got shut down. I got absolutely trashed. Take it as you leave it. I'm probably going to get hate. 
unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No. Basically, I was online and a girl was hammering on socials about how women's media, women's media for women's bodies is disgusting. Um, it's like the expectations are unreal, natural. And I go to the gym every day and it's like, it hasn't even body dysmorphia, but obviously you then start to compare yourself to other lads that are bigger than you. Yeah. And, and you want to be bigger. And then if you like start to research into it, you realize everyone in the industry who's like big, like the rock, they're all on steroids. And yeah. I, and I was just like, I don't even know if it's an unpopular opinion. It's just the way they perceived it. But I basically said, men's media is unachieved. It's just as unachievable and disgusting as women's. That was it. That, no, that I agree was, with that. Because you see I on like the men's, the men's that, health yeah. magazine, they've all got like the tips and that. And if they're on rides, yeah. how are you going to achieve that doing it naturally? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't compete. And then, and then what basically what essentially happened is, is I put that on, but I was... I was basically stressed out because this girl, I don't even know why I did it. It was just spare of the moment. I was making myself laugh. And I put, so I finished it basically with, this is where you've got to be, this is what I mean, this is why you've got to be careful. I basically finished it with, said all of that and then put, so stop sulking. That's what set them up. (laughs) (laughs) The little dig there at the end. (laughs) That's what set them off. And respectfully, fair enough. I was was looking for reactions to be I. I, I consciously did so, and I know if I put that, that'll probably get a reaction. I'll get loads of comments. A lot of stuff on TikTok is just like fake news, bad news. Like, bad bad goes bigger than good. Yeah, like, on socials. But yeah, that that got blasted. W- women like a lot of like women's responses just like. But then this this why I couldn't get my head around is a lot over. 90% of all the comments was you don't realize what these models do. They eat wool. It is unachievable. It's disgusting what they do. You can't get it. And I went and I just replied to everyone. I wrote the same thing and I just replied, you've just told me why it's unachievable. So why are you trying to achieve it? Yeah, that's a good point. Spot on. And yeah, they all got absolutely vexed. Uh, so vexed. (laughs) Yeah, I got (laughs) cancelled. But yeah, that's that. There you go. There's a tip. Just shut up. Yeah, that's that's really Would it. you say it was worth posting? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been great, James. Uh thanks for taking the time uh to come and talk to us. And yeah, well, I think we'll all agree it's been it's been pretty insightful actually. Yeah. It's been really good. Yeah, that's been really interesting. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, good luck with the with the um with the brand on up and coming brands, you know, sports and things like that. Uh, it sounds like pretty switched on and like you know what you're doing so I'm expecting to see like I'm expecting like 20 years time like my son to have someone who's just fashion and be like oh yeah James said in a video about instead of Virgil and then we can say on the podcast that we've had him on then you can say Joe you can say we had him on yeah Yeah. (laughs) lovely right well thanks James take care thanks for coming see you in a bit see you later cheers pal so boys we've just had uh, james on just giving us a little insight into the into the the world of fashion something that that we're all um probably not very familiar with uh how did you find it ross i thought it was really interesting it was he touched on a lot of things i would have not associated with starting a fashion brand like 
talk about the kind of story behind it because I think when when I think of a fashion brand I think of like the the big names uh and like lots of celebrity ones like Yeezys, Air Jordan and you kind of forget that they've already got a story attached to them through the actual celebrity they're they're made by um so I think that was really interesting to talk about like creating a story behind what it is you're making for it to take off yeah, and I think as well with that, it's kind of, it's easier to, um, like, for example, with, like, Jordans, like, Nike weren't really a big company when no, they, they signed Michael Jordan. Like, they were, they were, they weren't really anything. But, like, they signed Michael Jordan and, and now like, they just blow up instantly. Yeah. And, the like, they blew their history. sales figures out, like, just because, because, like, when you've got someone like that, that attached to it, like he wasn't big at the time. Like it was only like fresh out of college when he signed for Nike. But you've got that like story, when, haven't you? Yeah. Like, he like when he's growing and he's becoming like amazing. Like you've got that attached to it. Alex, what do you think, mate? Oh, it was like really interesting because he could have say the perfect clothes or the perfect image, the perfect streetwear. But if he's not branding it correctly and he's not doing all this social media and having to be so politically correct with all his posts, he's never going to get the exposure. It's crazy the sort of i don't want to say like limitations it's crazy the not the goal but like all the boxes he's got to tick it's crazy yeah it's like all the it's like all the dirty work you have to yeah. do kind of like all it's that all well and of... good making the creative and making the streetwear but he's then got to brand it correctly as well yeah exactly like... it seems hard like he said you've got to kind of like hammer at those social media accounts even when you don't want to and it's like he's saying like oh you've got to make sure you're you're ticking all the boxes like you said Alex and you're not you're not saying anything controversial that can get you like cancelled or bring harm to your brand but at the same time you've got to stand out yeah that, exactly that seems like a really weird concept to do so yeah yeah I think as well like like we said it's kind of that dirty work and I think it was so weird the way he was talking about his friends that were doing TikTok and fashion with him that are the same age as him and he's talking about them like they're ready for a break from work yeah isn't it yeah I get what you're saying yeah they're like, like they're, to take a step back yeah like they're 19 20 21 like students doing TikTok and Instagram but it's it's taking a break from work, like taking a step back to like disconnect so that you don't. Yeah. And how he said, like one of you, when you go on on Instagram and TikTok, that's business that's working. And then when you go away from it, then that's, that's when you're not at work. It's a strange concept, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We kind of get it because like with the Twitter accounts that we have for journalism, like the ones where we post about like things to do with like current events or like promoting the work that we've done. Like, I don't go on there to sit and scroll through that Twitter. Like, I only open that Twitter to post and then I close it. Yeah. So, like, it's not like, like, I get it. And especially for him, like, where especially because obviously he said he's got, what, like, 11K followers on TikTok. Yeah. Wow, and that's, that's crazy amount. And I know he said like, his friend's got 70K and things like that, but 11,000 people seeing every video that you post. It's a lot of followers. Yeah. That must take a toll on you, definitely. For sure. As well. Because you'd probably feel like you have to live up to the expectation as well. You know, say if you've got like however many followers, like 11K or 7K, you probably think, oh, I've really got to like, my audience expects this. 
Yeah, if you want to keep growing, you've got to keep pushing for it. It's not like you can just stop halfway through. You've got yeah. to keep that momentum going. It's constant. Yeah, it's constant. Well, it's not like, oh, I've hit this goal. Now I'm here now. Yeah. It's not like that at all. I think as well, like, especially with, with his, his friend that he said lives in his block, who was, you know, doing better yeah. than him. Like, he even said it, like, working with Balenciaga and with these streetwear pages, and he was just like, nah, sack it off. Can't deal with it. So it is like, I think it is a, a really sort of, are you willing to put your neck on the line? Are you willing to, like, make your skin incredibly thick? Yeah. <laughs> and the 24-7 work. Yeah, you've got to be able to take the abuse. Yeah. I can just go like with a it. Bit of a bit of a cutthroat business. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's like a double-edged sword, really, yeah. but of like the best and the worst. I think he sort of touched upon that himself. He was saying that that he said it was trapped, didn't he? He said, he yeah. said it's like a trap. Everything's a trap. And he said, it's I vicious. guess it's like most jobs are like that. You've got like good and bad parts, but with that, it seems mm. like the good and bad are kind of extreme. Like the good, you you get to be like creative, kind of tap into your talent, and the bad is like it just seems awful, like having to. Because you need to keep going on social media, but it seems yeah, like that's you can't just do it about, not in breaking this day you away bit by bit. I think the important thing that we have to focus on is that we should also answer what our unpopular opinion is. Because he gave, he gave a. I've been a thinking se- long and hard about this, you know, lads. He gave a more serious one than I was. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a good unpopular opinion. So I want to pose the questions here. What is your unpopular opinion? We'll start with uh, start with Alex. I haven't. I can't. I've been thinking about it ever since he said it. I was. I was thinking you were going to drop this on us, Joe. Thinking you were going <laughs> to ask us about this question. I had an inkling. You want? I can. I and, can go first because I've got one in. Yeah, mind. you go first. Yeah, if you've got one, you, yeah, go, you first. go first. So, I'm. I'm partial. To a, to pineapple on pizza. No, yeah. he's lying. He's lying, Ross. I'm going to say this. I don't mean like I'm going Domino's and I'm ordering a pizza with pineapple on it. Like, give it to me now. I mean, I don't believe you. I mean, if I'm at a party, pretty, if there's pizza on 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 um, on selection, and I walk past pizza that's got pineapple on it, I'll take a slice. It's not You're a thing. Serious. It isn't a thing. <laughs> it isn't a thing though, because it's not a thing. <laughs> You don't go, oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll stick this apple with this cheese and tomato sauce. Mm. Oh, Lord and Sadie even said pineapple does not belong on pizza. And you can't disagree with Gordon Ramsay when it comes to food. You just can't. Gordon Ramsay's wrong. Now that, well, now that, that's You're a getting cancelled, mate. You're getting cancelled. <laughs> that's a headline. Where, yeah, this is it. The pitchforks. I want to know that Joe, Joe's opinions are of his own and they do not represent, yeah, they don't the represent. Ross Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, well, I'll put my neck online now. Come on. What are your unpopular opinions? What have you got, Ross? I've got like a bit, but it's not, I don't think it's mainstream enough to be necessarily an unpopular opinion. But say, you know, when, you, when you're watching football, this yeah. only happened during COVID. The fake crowd noise, I hate it. I hate the fake yeah. crowd noise. I can't stand it. I don't it. like it either, to be fair. I like it, you know. Why? There's no one there, so why pretend? Ooh, but there's no one there. And we know there's no one. They're not tricking anyone. <laughs> I think I think I like it just because 
um, like most times I'm watching football and I'm not actually watching. So like I'm watching it, it's on the TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm I get doing you. something else. So like I'll just listen to how the crowd reacts to things. Like, <laughs> dictates whether I look up or not. But I quite enjoy hearing like what the players are saying and what the managers saying to the player. Oh, it just makes me it's making me sound like quite a nerd myself, to be fair. But like, I enjoy <laughs> that if nerd. I'm watching the football. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a nerd. Enjoy hearing <laughs> about all these tactical decisions. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh, you, you probably wouldn't understand, but I would. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ross. No, no, I meant you, Joe. Oh, 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 yeah, Ross. Yeah, Ross. Jeez, coming for me. Come on, Ross. I don't understand why there not being that much tactics in the football he watches, but with my team, there's a no, lot of them. No, no. There's enough tactics. All right, <laughs> there's enough tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Sit back and don't lose. That's our tactic. Right, come on, Ross. What have you got for us, lad? I can't think. Oh, I actually know one. Just thought of one. I really like fizzy water. No, no, that's worse. Yeah. I don't know if that's worse than pineapple on pizza. That is on worse. Everyone, that everyone worse. gives it so much, like, but it's it's tasty, you know. Would you drink it's it on not tasty? Own? Just yeah, it's not tasty. I have, it on, I have it on holiday, and it's like that opinion, and it gives wrong. you that little holiday vibe when you have it. <laughs> it just tastes disgusting. It's it like fizzy, it's but nice. it's nothing. It's fizzy. It's just not. It's just not. Nah, a it's great. Not nice. It's great. You can right. mix it, it with stuff. But then even you might mixing well it with a coke is a bit. Well, might, yeah. Might well, well just don't have fizzy water in general. Yeah, but it's like, it just yeah. adds a bit of, bit of pizzazz what? to your water. <laughs> it doesn't, though. <laughs> the, one thing, the one thing that did not need pizzazz is water. Exactly. Water exactly. never needed pizzazz. Well, water's like you know. the chips of drinks. Like, yeah, no one exactly. ever has to do anything to chips. Chips are fine as they are. Water's yeah, but then Ross could be like cheesy chips is like sparkling yeah. water. Ross wants curly no, fries. I'm a regular chips guy, <laughs> but I'm a fizzy water person. I like fizzy water. you got to get kicked someone. That really exactly. will be unpopular. If there's anyone else that likes fizzy water on their own, I'll be shocked and disappointed. And if there's anyone listening... <laughs> I'm disappointed. Let us know your takes on fizzy water. At Crafting Podcast on Instagram. Oh, just at Ross. Shameless. If anyone's listening, just get in the end and say, look. no one likes fizzy water, mate. You're lying and you don't even like it yourself. Yeah, well, Alex that like crowd noise. <laughs> yeah, mine's, <laughs> mine's too niche to get hate. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, they can't hate on this. It's so niche. Big shout out for James for coming on the podcast today as well. Um, we're just going to give his clothing brand a shout out. It's at Niroda on Instagram. Uh, N-I-R-O-R-D-A-H. Uh, he's got some great stuff on there and uh, all the clothes that he designed on there are just really cool. Uh, so definitely drop him a follow and uh, yeah, stay tuned for those uh, for those summer drops. So next week, uh, very own Alex is uh, hosting the podcast. Alex, mate, uh, gives a little insight into who our next guest is. So next week, it's pretty much like a mini celebrity royalty, really. We've got Samarf coming on from Plus X Hub on Instagram over 100k followers so make sure you're listening tune in have a listen well thanks for listening everyone this week uh, stay tuned next week uh, for the next episode we've been grafting and uh, take care <laughs>